The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for June 23rd, 2021. With one glorious swing of the bat in the top of the seventh, Yasmani Grandal put the White Sox on track to end their four-game losing streak with a first-pitch, pinch-hit three-run homer that gave the Sox a 3-2 lead. With three more modest swings of the bat with a bunt in the middle of it all, the Pirates erased Grandal's contributions with a four-run blitz of Garrett Crochet that put Pittsburgh on course to extend the Southsiders' misery. The White Sox didn't have a counterpunch, so indeed they lost their fifth straight game, this one to the Pirates at PNC Park by a score of 6-3. Through six innings, this looked like a typical White Sox loss of late. Lucas Giolito made a couple of mistakes and inflated Adam Frazier's trade value, but otherwise pitched well for six innings, with both runs scored by Frazier. The White Sox offense just had no answer for Tyler Anderson, who held the Sox scoreless through six innings on 66 pitches. The White Sox finally broke through in the seventh. With Jose Abreu on first and two outs, Larry Garcia kept the inning alive with the single that put runners on the corners and brought Zach Collins' spot to the plate. Tony LaRusso went to the bench for Grandal to face the lefty Anderson, and Grandal paid dividends immediately by ambushing a first-pitch sinker for a three-run homer onto the batter's eye beyond center field. Unfortunately, the good vibes were short-lived. In came Garrett Crochet, and after getting beat on his slider to take the loss against Houston on Friday, the Pirates beat him on his underpowered fastball. Gregory Polanco and Philip Evans both singled on second-pitch fastballs that rounded up to only 96, and Kevin Newman tied the game with a bunt single to third. Yuan Moncada's valiant effort might have been caught if Danny Mendick were 6'1", but instead the throw glanced off his glove and trickled into right field as both runners advanced in scoring position. Eric Gonzalez then came up and pulled a slider through the left side for a two-run single that gave the Pirates a lead they wouldn't relinquish. Gonzalez came around to score on Aaron Bummer's watch to complete the four-run inning, and all runs were earned on Crochet's tab. After the game, Tony LaRussa said that the White Sox identified an issue with Crochet's outing. Hopefully it's something that addresses the velocity, because while Crochet might not need to throw 101, he seems like he needs to throw at least 98. While Crochet's second consecutive loss is worth attention, it shouldn't cover up the inadequacies of the lineup, which only produced eight base runners over nine innings, five of those coming in the seventh. Of the three over the other eight innings, one of them was a two-out single by Lucas Giolito that broke up Anderson's no-hit bid in the third. It didn't help that Collins started over Grandal for personal catcher reasons, while Brian Goodwin also had to start against lefty because the Sox are short on right-handed outfielders, but even the righties failed to take convincing swings. 
Goodwin started because Adam Engel returned to the injured list with a re-aggravation of his right hamstring. The White Sox were managing him carefully for a reason, and Larusa said that Engel is going to need more than the minimum 10 days. Luis Gonzalez took his place, but Gonzalez is also a lefty and one without a major league bat. The good news, maybe, is that the White Sox don't have long to mourn their losses. They'll get another shot at ending their skid behind Dylan Cease, who is taking the morning start against journeyman righty Chase DeYoung. Cease is 5-0 with a 1.63 ERA against sub-500 teams this year, and he's also 3-3 at the plate after cleaning up in the ninth spot in Cincinnati back in May. If not him, then who? We'll find out starting at 11.35 a.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Down on the farm, the Charlotte Knights opened their series here in Nashville with the loss of the Sounds, 6-3. I missed the chance to see Reynaldo Lopez give up four runs on seven hits over two innings that sent his ERA over nine. Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets were both one for four with a walk and a strikeout. Berger started at third, for those who are curious. The Birmingham Barons lost to Pensacola 4-3, extending their losing streak to six games despite a big night from Mike Rodolfo, who went three for four with two homers. Carlos Perez went 2-for-4 behind him, Romy Gonzalez went 1-for-4 with a walk and a strikeout, and Connor Pilkington gave up three runs over five innings. The Winston-Salem Dash learned how small historic McCormick Field in Asheville plays. They almost came back from early deficits of 9-0 and 12-2, but fell just short in a 15-14 loss to the Tourists. Gilbert Sanchez had his best game as a pro, going 4-for-5 with two homers and five RBIs. Lennon Sosa went 3-for-5 with a double, while Duke Ellis had two hits and a walk and stole four bases. Yolki Cespedes is still searching for his first pro hit after going 0-for-3 with two strikeouts, but he got plunked three times. Rounding it out, the Canapolis Cannonballers lost a far quieter game to Fayetteville 4-1. The Ballers were held to seven singles, three of them by Lency Delgado. Andrew Dahlquist struck out seven over four innings of two-run ball, but he yielded three walks and two hit batters on top of the two hits he allowed. Around the league, while the first day of pitcher inspections were conducted without incident on Monday, things got heated on Tuesday between the Nationals and Phillies. Philadelphia manager Joe Girardi requested an umpire inspection of Max Scherzer in the middle of an inning, perhaps because Scherzer made his irritation known during the second of the standard umpire-initiated ones. Scherzer went so far as to unbuckle his pants before the umpire stopped him, while Davey Martinez jawed with the Phillies' dugout. Scherzer got out of the inning and stared down Girardi. Girardi then charged out of the dugout and told Scherzer effectively to come at him, after which Girardi was quickly ejected. After that farce, I wouldn't be surprised if the league suspended Girardi as well. 
For the record, the Nationals beat the Phillies 3-2. Going through the scores, we'll start in the Central. The Cubs did the White Sox a solid by thumping Cleveland 7-1. Eli Morgan pitched well for Cleveland through 5 before crumbling in the 6th, and Terry Francona's latest effort to find a starting pitcher. That quest is only going to get more complicated because Francona expects Aaron Savali to miss some time with a finger issue. The White Sox still lead the Central by two games. The Twins saw their five-game winning streak halted on the same day Byron Buxton returned to the injured list. They lost to Cincinnati 10-7, and they'll lose Buxton for weeks due to a broken pinky finger suffered on a hit-by-pitch Monday. The Royals rallied against the vaunted New York bullpen to beat the Yankees 6-5, and the Tigers shoved the Cardinals below 500 with an 8-2 victory. Elsewhere, number one prospect Wander Franco homered in his highly anticipated MLB debut, but even though he went two for four with a walk and three RBIs, the Rays still lost their seventh straight game, this one in 11 innings to Boston, 9-5. On the other side of the spectrum, the Astros won their ninth straight game by beating the Orioles 3-1, the Mets were shut out by the Braves 3-0, but the bigger concern involves Marcus Stroman, who left after one inning with a left hip issue. To wrap it up, the Athletics beat the Rangers 13-6 in a game where Sergio Romo topped Scherzer by pulling down his pants in front of an umpire. When it comes to the policing of foreign substances, the fun has only just begun. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, the night on the farm, and I think Garrett Crochet, unless I have a better idea. I'd also recommend following me on Twitter at SoxMachine because I'll be checking up on Charlotte in Nashville tonight. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And if you'd like to support what we do, you can do so at patreon.com slash Machine. Subscribers get an ad-free version of the site and show starting at just $2 a month. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.